I could still remember it clearly. Do tell me. Uh, your father was a good Wu-Tang martial expert. There's not many who can match up with him. <laughs> Welcome back to another Avi Ohm experience. My name is Chris, and one of the things that I want to do right off the bat is, like I always say, I want to be grateful for your time, your energy, your attention. I know that you can be doing anything you, you in the world right now, but in this moment, you are here with me. So once again, thank you very much for that. So this week's podcast, what I want to do is I want to talk about questions. So for those of you who have a question or want to submit a question, if you look at the podcast show notes, some of the notes that we have right below on the podcast player that you are listening to, it's avianacastro at gmail.com. And if you can, in the subject line, go ahead and write podcast. We'll know that's a question that you have. And then one thing we can do is we can respond back and let you know what podcast we are actually going to be answering that question. So if you haven't really figured it out by now, this season, season 2.0 of the Aviom Experience, we're going to go a lot more into your questions, your feedback, and we're going to be answering it. And so is AV. So we're going to be taking turns with answering questions that you have. So we feel that this is just going to be a little bit different, but this is something that we want to do. We get a lot of great questions and sometimes we don't get to answer these questions, you know, because we get into, you know, conversations that we're having and we don't get to, you know, really dive into some of the questions you have. And we know that more than one person has this question. And so one of the things that we want to do is kind of provide some some concrete answers, some tools that you can use. And so one of the th- oh, another thing I would say too is if you have a question, if you want to keep the question short, so in that way or you can just sum it up in maybe two or three sentences, so in that way we can read the question and then we can also go into the answer. <laughs> However, this question was a a pretty long one, and so I'm I'm just going to extract what the really what the question was out of out of um out of this what we received and basically it's about how do i get rid of the belief that i am unworthy so once again the question was basically on that premise on you know how do i get rid of the belief of being unworthy and so that's a really great question and i believe that a lot of us have a similar question these beliefs that we have from, you know, from our childhood, the the program, the system. So first, let's just do this. And I'm going to break this down into several parts is the, is this, what is a belief? Now it's really important to, as just to set the groundwork and understand what a belief is. Now I've said this before on perhaps a previous podcast, but I have said this on newsletters that I've written. And that is this, that an opinion is both right and wrong at the same time. Now, I'm going to repeat that again. An opinion 
is both right and wrong at the same time. And what does that mean that it can be right and wrong at the same time? For me, there's only a few words that have that capability of being right and wrong at the same time. There's not a lot of words that can do that. So for instance, an example is this. I say that you are not perfect. Now, this is me saying it to you. You are not perfect. Now, it is both right and wrong at the same time. So me saying it to you, I'm right, you're not perfect, but then I'm also wrong that you are perfect. And so what the only difference is on what you accept. So if you accept the idea that you are not perfect, then in that moment, that opinion becomes truth. But this is the interesting thing about this whole conversation when it comes to opinions and when it comes to getting rid of these beliefs that we're unworthy, we're not good enough, we're not perfect, is that it begins as an opinion. You are not perfect. And then you accept that. It becomes your truth. But what happens is when it becomes your truth, it then becomes a belief. So opinion then evolves into a belief. A belief requires faith. But if, but if this belief becomes your truth, your truth then transfers over to the faith, which then empower the belief that you are not good enough. So once again, it starts as, as an opinion. You accept it as true. So it becomes your belief. And your truth in that acceptance becomes the faith, which then empowers the belief that you then carry on for 10, 20, 30 years. And so when I ask the question, are you perfect? Your answer is going to be no. And it's going to be no because you have empowered the belief that you are not perfect based on the opinion that was given to you by other people. But when you extract an opinion, belief, and faith, what you come to understand is this, and this is really simple. A belief is nothing more than a thought you hold to be true. Once again, a belief is a thought that you hold to be true. So when you hold these beliefs, understand that really what it comes down to, right, is an opinion, which then turn into truth, faith, your belief, and now you believe in it. But when you extract everything out of it, it's just a thought. A belief is just a thought. Getting rid of the uh, belief that you're unworthy is a thought that was an opinion that you instilled faith and then truth into it and became your reality. You've been programmed to believe that. And so now not only have you convinced yourself of it, but now you need to convince other people of it. Because then here I am and I'm saying to you, no, you are perfect, but you've been programmed through this belief system, which is a thought to tell me why you're not perfect. And then to even have examples, proof, stories, you have all these other thoughts, again, which empower the faith for you to really believe that. And so when we have these thoughts that we're unworthy, we're not good enough, 
these beliefs become true and we carry these beliefs on and on and on and we force ourselves not only to believe it, but then what is it that we're manifesting? What is it we're calling forth? We want to manifest abundance. We want to manifest joy. But what we're doing through this belief system that we're unworthy is that we're actually calling forth the past. We're calling forth the unworthiness because that is where our belief is. That's where our faith is. That's where our truth is. It's in that thought system. So I hope that I'm making sense here and I'm not trying to get too crazy or too deep. But the truth is, is that if you do not know where it all stems from, right? If you don't know how to put something together, then how are you going to be able to take something apart? So this was installed into you. And so all I'm doing is showing you the manual so that when you start properly taking this apart, you'll know what parts go to where. Because as you as you will notice, is that these, these parts are different. Not every part is the same. Not every part is, um, you know, is installed the way you believe it was installed. And so when you extract, the, when you take away faith, right, the truth from this belief, which is a thought, then you come to understand that you being unworthy was nothing more than an opinion whose opinion matters. I guess we all know the answer to that. But how do we get this belief into us? These beliefs are installed into us through opinions from people who, quite honestly, didn't know any better than you. They did not know any better than you. But the, the, but the thing is, is that they never told you that. And I feel that that's always where the situation and the problems really stem from or really come from, at least as, as I've come to realize it, is that these people, family, friends, our environment, our teachers, they did not tell us that they didn't know everything. And so when they were speaking to us, we took, we took what they were telling us as truth, but they never bothered to tell us that they were, you know, they, they did not know everything about a certain topic or a subject. So they programmed into us their fears they're uncontent, they're, you know, they're, they're unstable awareness, so to speak, perhaps even their ego is what then installed this setting, this program into us. And then we just carried it on. We carried on an opinion, which again is nothing more than a thought. This was installed into us as we were growing up and we were asking the question, why, why, why? So, but not only that, but then what also happens is that these beliefs get, how should I say this, reinforced into our system. And that is done because it becomes more experiences become a factor of what I refer to as like the personal consciousness, which is a localized experience collected through the body and mind which then trigger the social conditions of our day-to-day life. So this personal consciousness that's actually, again, localized in our minds, in our bodies, our social conditions based on the program, the opinion, which again, I'm going to keep on saying these things just to make sure that I'm answering this question properly and I'm covering the basis of 
where this all stems from, which is nothing more than a thought. However, this thought, when we, when we remove all these layers, or yet when we add layers to a thought, we, you know, the cover-up, so to speak, is belief, is opinion, is faith, is truth. So we're going, you know, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four. And this is what we're doing in, uh, by answering this question, because I want to make sure, once again, that as you, you know, as you're done listening to this today, you'll be able to really sit back and say, why do I think I'm not perfect? Where did this come from? And can I shift this idea? Can I shift this thought? Which you can. Because once again, it's nothing more than a thought. You have, uh, I was going to say ruled your life, which I mean, the ego has ruled your life based on a thought. That's it. Now imagine what you have not done based on a thought from an ego, which is, which all started out as an opinion. You've basically have done things or have not done things based on someone's opinion. And you've given yourself excuses why you haven't done these things based on some past garbage that's happened that you've accepted as true, that you've believed in, you've watered it. You've, you know, I mean, you've made sure it was, it was tendered, it was perfect. And, but yet these beliefs has kept you from not only being in your truth, but being in your joy, being in your peace, being in your stillness, being in the space in which you came here to be in. So you imagine you want to be in this space of peace, of joy, of, of healing, of helping, of, of writing, of singing, of dancing, whatever that may be. And based on the opinion of others, you haven't done it because their opinions, once again, became a belief, right? Because then you accept it as true. So it became a belief. Your truth installed faith into it. And now that's been nothing more than a thought system that you've carried for all these years. Imagine that. Because this is where and when you were conditioned. You were conditioned and programmed from an age where you really didn't have the choice. Because even as you was asking the question, why, why, why a hundred times? At the 99th time or even the hundredth time, they got tired and they said, because I said so, that's why. And so we stopped asking the question after that because when they said it, they were angry, they were upset. And we weren't asking the question why to make anyone angry or upset. It's because we were in this world this curious world, this exploration world, this playground world, and we don't fully understand it. And so the way to understand something is through curiosity. That's the way we learn through exploration, through the journey. But yet we don't want to make anyone angry or upset. But then what happens is when they are angry and they are upset, we tend to like, okay, we create that space and we stop asking the questions. So when they tell us something, we don't question it. We just accept it. So the idea is this, you've accepted a thought of a lower vibration to keep you safe. Now, understand that this lower vibration thought has kept you safe, but in this safety, it's kept you away from what it is that you came here to do, whether it's healing, whether it's singing, whether it's writing, whatever it may be, 
But the bottom line is this. You're here to, for breath. You're here to breathe. And that's purpose. But that doesn't mean that you cannot add the bonus feature of, of doing what brings you joy and sharing it with the world. So as I wrap up this question, just ask yourself this. Do you have thoughts of unworthiness? Do you have any thoughts of unworthiness? Do you have any thoughts that you are not enough? Do you have any thoughts that you are not perfect? And then as soon as you ask yourself that or any of those questions, I, I, would, I would suggest that then after you ask that, that you say this as a statement, is this my thought? Is this my thought? Whose thought is this? Because the idea is whose thought is the one that keeps on echoing inside of you. And once you figure that out, you can ask yourself the question is, uh, of, is this thought true? So I can say, do I feel unworthy? No. Right? And, and as soon as I say that, then every other question after it just kind of disappears, right? But for whatever reason, if I say, yes, I'm not perfect, you know, is this thought true? Am I 100% sure that this thought is true? And the answer to that is either yes or no. You know, if I say that I'm not perfect, is this thought true? Well, yes, this thought is true. I'm not perfect. But am I 100% sure? And I can say yes, but then who is the one that's answering this question? Now, the, now the, the weird thing about this whole thing, and just talking about the word perfect is this, right? Is that, you know, how can I see a movie? And for me, this movie is perfect, like The Matrix. You guys all know that. And you see the same movie. And you hate it. You hate the matrix. But for me, it was perfect. For you, it wasn't. Right then and there, it's telling me that perfection is nothing more than an opinion. But for any of us listening, and you still don't want that bit of data points, you don't want that data, what about this one, right? What about if God is all loving, all perfect, all forgiving? God, all loving, all perfect, all forgiving. So if God is all perfect, then how can God create anything that's not perfect? So let me say this again. If all I drew was a circle for an entire lifetime, infinite lifetimes, if all I drew was a circle and all I drew was a circle, then guess what I'm going to draw next? You got it. Another circle. And guess what I'm going to do after that? Yep. You got that one too. Another circle. God is all perfect. God created you. God perfect created you. God perfect created you. So what you're saying is when you answer the question and you say, no, I'm not perfect, then what you're really saying is that somehow, some way, God is perfect until, <laughs> until God created you, which that makes no sense to me whatsoever. So the way that I choose to see space, source, universe, God, is a perfect being of, of forgiveness and love. And, and, and God, you know, I came out of this world. I came out into this world and, and molded and sculpted through the beautiful hands of God, source, universe. And this perfection is me. For me, that thought is true. Am I 100% sure for me? Yes, I am. And is this thought helping me? Yes, it is. And it's helping me not, not with the idea that I'm perfect or I'm better than you, but the idea that I'm I am good with me. I love me. 
And, and that's my perfection. My perfection is the acceptance of who I am in this moment. And I'm not, uh, and I'm not weighing my, you know, my uh, options or whatever you want to call it based on whatever someone else might think. And it, for me, it's not that. For me, it's about my own perfection is non-egoic. And so for me, that's true. And that holds true for me. And so I say, so just kind of wrapping all this up, I just want to really say this, is that uh, you know, don't fight a thought with another thought. Don't fight the thought of the belief system, the program, with another thought of another program. Don't even combat your thoughts or systems with what I'm sharing with you right now. But instead, you know, take the time, take the space and ask yourself, where do these thoughts come from? Is this thought my thought? Or is this a thought that someone else programmed into me? And here I am, you know, going by this thought system and it's not my thought. And when you can realize that this is not your thought, then the magic will appear from that. The magic to observe yourself without judging yourself. Now, let me say that again. Observe yourself. Observe yourself without judging yourself. You are perfect. You are not broken. You are not only a, a masterpiece of, of source, of God, but you are also a masterpiece of love. Love yourself more. Love yourself more. Be in light. Be in love. Go and heal. Be in peace. Be in joy. Breathe. And that thing you can do, that thing that you love to do that brings you joy, share it with other people so that you can provide and give them joy as well. Well, I hope I answered the question. I'm pretty sure I did. And I also emailed. And so once again, if you have questions, you can send them into avianacastro at gmail.com with the subject podcast and we'll be again av and i will be taking turns answering some of these questions and we also have some uh, interviews coming up as well on the podcast but once again i want to thank you for your love your time and attention and with that have a beautiful beautiful day namaste